Welcome to the Radical Brilliance Podcast with Arjuna Arda and brilliant guests from around the world who are contributing to the evolution of humanity. Today's guest is Vishen Lakahani, who's going to talk to us about hacking for brilliance. So here's your host, Arjuna Arda. Hey, welcome back to episode number 10 of the Radical Brilliance podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Vishen Lakahani, the founder of Mind Valley. You know, he and I are both members of the Transformational Leadership Council. I've been a member there for about 12 years. So we are, whenever we meet, we're surrounded by people who are writing self-improvement books and running online programs and etc., etc. And sadly, there are a lot of people who talk very eloquently about all this. But when you meet them, it's not so wildly impressive the level of transformation they've achieved. Sadly, many people have got the talk, but not necessarily the walk. And Vishen is an amazing person for me to welcome and to introduce to you, because I think really of anyone I know in this world of... Um, personal growth, transformation, whatever you call it, he has made the most impressive leaps in personal development of anyone I can think of. Really, since I most first met him <clears throat> 11, 12 years ago, he is literally completely, categorically unrecognizable. Completely, He's physically completely different. His body is different. The way he relates with people is different. Everything is totally different. And it is all done through conscious, deliberate engineering. So this is pretty cool. You know, it's, it's one thing to speak about it. It's another thing to witness it working beyond your wildest dreams. And um, Vishen often refers to himself as a human guinea pig, rather the same way that Tim Ferriss does. But the, the breadth of Vishen's exploration is very impressive. Um, He's, he's changed the shape of his body. He's changed the way he relates with people. He's changed his business model. He's changed his relationship with money. He's constantly questioning everything about what it takes to be a human being and questioning the assumptions and the mindset underneath that. So please enjoy. This is a sh slightly shorter interview than usual. We were at uh, a conference and he had, um, had to get on a plane. So we grabbed 30 to 40 minutes while he had time. I think you'll find this very beautiful. There are three questions that he suggests asking during, the, um, during our conversation. I'll be back at the end to, um, to invite you to ask yourself those three questions and to share them on our uh, web platforms. Okay, so let's enjoy this conversation with Vishen Lakahani. Hey, Vishen, my brother. Hi, Arjuna. Hey, I'm really, I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you about a topic that it's, 
it's uh, a great source of happiness to be able to talk about this topic, okay? Because we are both of us in the, the, the kind of umbrella industry of you know, personal transformation. And we've known each other, what, more than 10 years, I think, yeah? yeah? We did some stuff together. And the thing that I so often miss in the field of personal transformation is people write books, they release programs, they build mailing lists, they do all the stuff, but you're kind of missing a little bit, you know, the, 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 the healer taking their own medicine. You know, right. often, often you can feel this kind of gap between what someone's talking about and what they're living. And I've occasionally been delighted, like my co-author John Gray with Conscious Men. Right. You know, John writes great books about relationships, as a human being, he's, he's like indescribably more awesome than anything could be put in a book. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's going I've the other way. I've never said about John. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's, he's gorgeous. And the same with Eric, who's a mutual mm-hmm. friend of ours. You know, he's just like, being with Eric is just such fun, so amazing. And the book encapsulates right. some of it, right? And honestly, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke here because I, I, you know, I wouldn't say this. And I can't say this very often on a podcast so people will realize he always says this. But the, the last few days, I was just blown away by what's happened to you, you know? I mean, by your radical openness, your radical authenticity, your honesty, and out of that, as an overflow of that, what I could feel is your deep commitment to a better planet, you know, whether or not that is immediately profitable, your commitment to confronting discrimination, racism, your commitment to transforming, skillfully transforming people's lives from acquisition to caring and contribution. So, I mean, you obviously were already a powerful force 10 years ago, but it feels like what I'm meeting today is almost entirely the result of conscious, deliberate training and practice and not genetics. And it's rare, you know, quite honestly, it's rare to meet somebody who is such a, a personal triumph of transformation, you know? So, and like I said, I can't say this very often. Because, you know, uh, so it's, it's, it's a, it makes me happy to be able to say it to somebody. So today, I don't really want to talk about Mind Valley, although Mind Valley is amazing. Right. I don't really want to talk about the Quest platform, although the Quest platform is super impressive. I want to talk about Vishen Nakahani. So, what's going on with you, and what's the, what have you been doing with yourself? I'll be delighted. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, um, so I'm a transformation junkie. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm. But one of my mentors, I have many mentors in the personal growth industry. One of my mentors is Sri Kumar Rao. Okay. And Sri Kumar Rao is a brilliant teacher. He teaches at London Business School, at Kellogg. He teaches at many great MBA programs. And what's unique about him is that he brings the wisdom of the East into Western MBA programs. And Sri Kumar Rao came up to me about a year ago. And, um, so the he was, first time you met a year ago? No, we've known each other for 10 years. Okay. But a year ago, he came up to me. He was speaking at stage at one of my events. And he says, you know, Vishen, we have to change what business schools are teaching. Hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, they, they are not teaching consciousness. Now, in my mind, I mistook consciousness and conscious business. So I'm like, but Sri, of course they are. Hmm. Business ethics is everywhere. And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about ethics. Ethics, Stanford, Harvard, they started teaching business ethics after Enron. What they're missing mm. is something bigger. So I'm like, okay, Sri, explain. Mm. And he put it in very simple terms. He said, what they're missing is to teach everyone going into business mm. that the most important thing about their life should never be their business. Mm. The most important thing about their life mm. has to be their growth. Mm. If your business 
becomes a billion dollars, mm. doesn't matter. Did you grow? Mm. If your business collapses and fails, doesn't matter. Mm. Did you grow? Growth should be number one. Your growth should be more important than everything else. And as you grow, everything else in your life will grow. Mm. Now, he put in words what I had been going through. Mm. Personal growth was becoming more and more and more important in my life to the point where I spent an hour, I call it the power hour, every day just investing in my growth. Mm. And that could be working out, it could be meditation, it could be podcasts, it could, could be reading, but I have my... Oh, I'll slow it down though, because my, that was my, interesting. My power hour. Well, tell me about, tell me, let's, let's um, slow down the power hour. Say those things more slowly. That, so that, so that, it could be meditation, it could be podcasts, it could be working out, it could be reading, mm. it could be making a healthy Alkagizer shake, like mm. Wildfit recommends. Um, so it's an hour, it's an hour to something I do every the vibration day. of vision. Yeah. But... Talking to Sri Kumar made me realize that an hour isn't enough. Mm. It has to be a commitment mm. throughout my day. Yeah. My personal growth has to supersede everything else. Right. right. And, and um, nice. so I was already going through a growth cycle that started accelerating in the last one year. Mm. So what I mean by accelerating is that I, I meditate daily, mm -hmm. I eat healthy, mm. I work out, mm -hmm. but I do it with a scientific deliberation where my personal growth is going through personal growth. Mm -hmm. And so okay. I'm, constantly, growth growth. I'm constantly optimizing myself. Yeah. Um, so I don't just go to the gym and blindly work out. Mm -hmm. I go deep into mastering mm -hmm. and I educate myself to be more proficient in gym workouts than most fitness trainers. Mm -hmm. And then I develop a program with my team. I test a program on myself. I test it out with my team. We literally, for example, my gym workout program is currently being tested out on a hundred different participants. Over two years, we gather data on everything from pull-ups to muscular development to um, uh, endurance improvements. We fine-tune and fine-tune and fine-tune. And when we feel we've nailed this, we take it out to the world. Mm -hmm. So my life became about personal growth. I became an experimenter. I became like a scientist. My meditation protocols have been in refinement now for, for a decade plus mm. um, on thousands of participants before I got it out to the world as the six-phase meditation. Mm. And so everything I do is deliberate practice, mm. just like a pianist mm. would practice. Mm -hmm. I do that with my meditation. Me I do bro. that yeah. with my nutrition. Right. I do that with my gym workout. I do, do that with goal setting. So... Um, that's how I live my life. Now, as I do that, what I find is that internally mm. I start changing. Yeah. And as I start changing, mm. my, my personal growth starts speeding up. And I guess that's what I've been going through this past couple of years. And, and maybe this is what you've noticed. Totally. Let's slip in a quick question. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of, you know, sometimes we develop vocabulary and the vocabulary points to concepts and then we sort of, we start using this vocabulary. Watch out because it'll. Uh, oh, sorry. That, the rubbing will. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. Um, the and then we sort of actually need to remember what the words mean. So I want to ask you if we could do a beginner's mind look at the word growth. Like okay. what, what does growth mean exactly for somebody who, I don't know, for somebody who's not commonly using the word personal growth? Let's let's redefine it for beginner's mind. Right. Mm. So in my case, um, growth to me. Mm. is a form of self-engineering. Mm -hmm. And you can look at it from two different points of view. Mm. You can look at, look at it from the point of view of adoption of what I call a system for living. Mm -hmm. So a system for living might be the famous wild fit 
Alkagizer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is a green smoothie that a lot of people in our community take um, that gives them energy, improves their metabolic rate, yeah. and helps them uh, curb uh, unhealthy hunger. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so that's a system. Likewise, going out to the gym and doing a super slow workout is a system. Mm-hmm. Um, timing yourself to, to give yourself enough sleep mm-hmm. and taking, say, uh, five HTP before going to bed mm-hmm. is a system. These mm-hmm. are all deliberate ways to improve how your life functions. So if you think of um, an iPhone mm-hmm. or any computer, the systems are the apps that you put on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. You want to get healthier, you download an app that says go to the gym and do the super slow workout. You want to improve your learning rate, you download an app that's called speed reading, right? But you're downloading these apps on yourself. These are systems. So systems for living are a wonderful way to grow. But if you really want to grow, Mm -hmm. you go beyond the system. You do what is called a model of reality upgrade. Mm -hmm. Your models of reality are your meaning schemas of how you see the world. Now, if you go back to the, the iPhone example, if a system is an app, a model of reality is upgrading from the iPhone 7 to the iPhone X. It's upgrading the hardware. Yeah. So a model of reality shift is an upgrade of your meaning schema of the world, your, your belief system, yeah. the way you interpret what's going on around you. So all of us live as human beings mm. based on memetics and social conditioning. We take on ideas from other people in a complex world. We imitate. Mm. We imitate what it is to be patriotic. We imitate what it is to um, be married. We imitate <laughs> got to parents. You know, you know it's so funny? I've just got to slip this in because I gave you radical brilliance. You haven't right. had a chance to look at it. Uh-huh. When you look at it, you're going to laugh yeah. because you're telling me the book. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really cool. But we're extremely um, we may have come across similar totally. understandings of no, the world through different parts, it's right? Just resonance, yeah, yeah. So a model of reality upgrade is 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 a faster way to grow. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to the gym and I'm working out. Yeah. But a model of reality upgrade means I go and I seek out the best minds in fitness training, yeah. and I ask them what is BS about fitness training today. Right, what right. is the fastest part you found for rapid muscle growth? Um, and I don't just look at it from one axis. I look at it from multiple dimensions. The, 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 the mindset yeah. of fitness, the, the process of fitness, the bullshit rules of fitness, the science of fitness. Yes. And ultimately, I develop a whole new understanding, a whole new model of reality of health. Yeah. So for example, um, I've, if you look at pictures of me from two years ago, I look dramatically different. I've become yeah. a lot fit. I've, a lot fitter. I've lost maybe twelve to fourteen pounds, and that was because okay. I took on a model, a new model of reality that said that aging yeah. is a bullshit rule. Totally. So totally. by adopting that model of reality, I've actually slowed down my aging to the point where yeah. hair graying slowed down. How old are you now? 43, okay. muscular development shifted, yeah. eye power imp- improved, so I went from 40% glasses to 5% glasses. Right. Um, and it's crazy how when you shape your beliefs, yeah. your world changes. Yeah. Now we see this, right? Science sees this. Think about people with split personalities yeah. or multiple personality disorder. Which is kind of they one of us in a way. Yeah. People with multiple personality disorder, as these different personalities are taking on this singular human body, yeah. based on the beliefs of the personalities, the person's biology 
yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. It's basically this. This was one of the ideas that sparked that M Night Shyamalan movie Split. Yeah. So, for example, they found that eye power can change. Yeah. On one personality, you need glasses. Right. You're, you're myopic. On yeah. another personality, you don't need glasses. And you can be. You can go from allergic to strawberries to not allergic. Exactly. To, yeah, yeah. Your strength can increase. So, yeah. what's going on there? The yeah. belief yeah. is impacting the body. Super. So, again, a model of reality shift is where you change your belief about the world. Yeah. You change your meaning schema about the world, and this accelerates your transformation further. So this is awesome. This is great. So what I want to ask you is, so what you're saying, I love this thing you said about the growth of growth, because what I hear is that, and you talked a lot, of, you use the word improvement many times, but, but underneath that, it seems there is, there is the why. You know, you're, you're improving, but underneath it is, right. the, is the values that give you the motivation to improve, right. right? So you could improve many things in your life to become a better soldier and kill people better you could become you could improve things in your life to make more money and take better ad, better advantage of disadvantaged right. people so what i what i hearing for you that i'd like you to articulate is it seems like not only there's been improvement but the why of the improvement has changed over time like yes. why why are you improving yourself so currently what is your what is the value set that gives your life meaning so so it started mm with a unique model of reality. So here's, so first I've got to backtrack a bit. How do we take on models of reality? Mm. A wonderful way is reading, mm -hmm. critical reflection, reading, learning from great teachers. Mm. There, are, there are numerous ways, there are actually five ways we, we improve our models. One is through reading and study. One is critical reflection, mm. meditation, um, going on a retreat where you start journaling. Third one is through um, social discourse, mm. being around, I mean, I'm sure you've heard Multiple people say you are the sum of the five people closest to you. Right. Well, that's right. what Stuart was talking about in the in the um, who's in your room. Right. Yeah. And then the fifth one is true application. Uh -huh. It means not just reading about the science of bodybuilding, going to the gym every day. Mm. And and the final one is altered states. Yeah. Altered states can come from pharmacology. It can come from meditation. It can come from neuro training. Meditation, according to Daniel Goleman, is the number one way to access altered states. But often within altered states, we create we we receive new models of reality. Mm. So by applying these five in your life, you accelerate your access to pulling in different models. So, so I live my life like that. Meditate every day, that's altered state. I surround myself by people who are passionate about personal growth. We talk about that even at work, social discourse. Um, I read every single day. Mm. I have time for critical reflection. Mm. Um, I... Um, 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 apply what I'm learning. So if I read something within days, I'm applying it in mm. some way to, mm. because rate of application is another uh, is another way of growing. So anyway, one as I started doing this, some insights came to me, mm -hmm. and one of the insights is that Western goal setting is bullshit. Oh, great. because when you set yeah. goals yeah. from the Western goal setting perspective. Often the goals that you're setting are not really your goals. They're right. goals coming from what I call the culture scape. Yeah. Media, politicians, television, yeah, totally. uh, big pharma, big food telling you how to live. Exactly. And so few people have, have enough confidence and believe in themselves that they can set their own goals without listening to millions of external voices. So, so you're listening to your own values that are intrinsic. Right. So I believe that if you want to cut the noise, mm. you've got to ask yourself three questions. I call these the three most important questions, and I do this for myself, yeah. and I do it with everyone in my company. My, my pen is poised. <laughs> so I believe, I believe, and now, now the first 
the essence of the three most important questions is this one model of reality. And that model of reality is that we are souls having a human experience. Okay. We are souls first, human second. Souls having a human experience. And therefore, the way we operate comes from this understanding. So I believe that the first question you want to ask yourself to truly understand what your greater goals are okay. and to shut out the voices is, what experiences do I want on this planet? Great. So a lot of people get obsessed by objects. You want the Ferrari, you want the big house. No, that's advertising telling you what you yeah. want. We all know that doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah. But experiences bring you happiness. The experience of waking up every day next to someone you love. Mm. The experience of being able to learn every day. The experience of cradling a child, a baby, right. in your arms. Um, these are human experiences that often bring us the greatest amount of joy. And many of these experiences don't cost a thing. Yeah, but yeah. They don't cost a thing. As I'm talking to you, I'm looking out the window, there's a river. Mm. Being able to go and jump in that river mm. and just spend an hour or two basking in this Mexican river and this yeah. beautiful sky well, we are is an incredible, so is an incredible, is an incredible yeah. experience, right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and we forget that. Yeah, we for forget sure. that because we pursue relentlessly the goals that the culture scape says we need to pursue. So we've created this, uh, this, this, this world where American college kids yeah. uh, believe that Actually, American teenagers believe they have to work hard yeah. to get to college. Now, nothing yeah. wrong with that. But then in college, they have to work hard to get a good GPA, yeah. work hard so that they can get to grad school, work hard so they can get an LSAT, work yeah. hard so they can join a law firm, work hard so they can become partner. Yeah. And then, boom, they've made it. Right. Now, you look yeah. at the data, 50% of lawyers are clinically depressed. Yeah. So how is it that millions of people are moving up this path yeah. that's going to make them clinically depressed? Exactly. They're buying into the bullshit rules of the culture scape. Exactly. But if you ask them, why do you want to be a lawyer? They will go on to, well, I, I want to change the world. Well, I want to be able to, 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 to move to Chicago. Well, I want to be able to live in a beautiful apartment where I wake up every day feeling inspired. But they think that becoming a lawyer is a part to that. Right. They're confusing the means with the end. Exactly. So you want to strip away the means and go straight for the end. And the right. end is all this experience. That's the experiences, yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast, you might enjoy dropping by RadicalBrilliance.com. We've got an ebook for you which explains the Radical Brilliance cycle, the way the cycle gets blocked, and the practices that best open up the cycle again. We also have five days of gifts and insights for you, delivered every day by email and video, which go much more deeply into the phases of the cycle, the ways that the cycle can become a kind of diagnosis of blocked brilliance, and a way to accurately find the right practice for each person. In addition, you'll receive a video about the single most important practice that we have determined affects brilliance. And another video about everyone's favorite topic. Brilliant sex. It's all totally free, prepared for you as our guest. Please come to RadicalBrilliance.com. Register on the homepage and you'll receive the ebook right away. Then you'll be guided through the five days of videos to take you deeper into your own 
radical brilliance. So there's actually a focus on, uh, and I think a valuable focus on states, that the mm -hmm. states you want to regularly be in. Right. right. And I actually, and I just want to pick up on one more thing just to shine a little light on it. You're talking about waking up in the morning, you know? Right. And uh, some years ago, Shamily and I realized that we often miss that. You know, we wake up like, oh, you know, time is it? You know? So we actually make a practice of like, hello, it's you again, right. you know? And actually to shine some light on, because one day, you know, we're, we're, I'm getting older, you know, yeah. one day, this is a fact that one of us probably, it's unlikely will die in the same moment, one of us is going to wake up alone in that bed. Right. So it's so valuable to relish that moment, you know. It is, yeah. yeah. And with your kids and everything, to relish, like, wow. I wake up know? every day excited and happy and positive, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And then I go straight into my meditation practice. But you have to train yourself for that, don't you? You have to train yourself. Right to actually not take things for granted. But one of the best, best ways you do that is you make states your end goal. Yeah, good. Right? Why experiences? Experiences lead to states. The experience yeah. of holding a baby in your arm is a beautiful experience, not of the baby, but of love, of compassion, yes. of giving, Which of Which is a care. state that's often free. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you, so I aim for states. I don't have goals for objects. I have goals for feelings. Nice. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. But now you ask yourself the second question. Well, hang on. But I'm just saying well, one more thing on that because it's right. such juicy stuff. Because you know what I realize is we go for these, we go for external things, right. hoping it will bring us the state. But what I'm realizing is if you go for the state, it very often will will automatically generate right. the external world to exactly. justify. So, for example, if you generate gratitude mm -hmm. as a state unconditional upon your life circumstances, the, the gratitude will actually generate the Right, and that's yeah. now proven by science. Gratitude, yeah. according to scientists, is the, the, the characteristic most associated with human well-being. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, so you're aiming for... So forget the crap. Mm. That media, advertising, schooling systems, governments are telling you to buy. Yeah. Right? Mm. You don't have to be so absorbed. It, it, it's, I call it the GDP trap. It's a bullshit idea for a post-World War II world that I feel is, is no longer applies. As Terence McKenna said, capitalism is a loaded gun pointed at the head of humanity. Yeah. I believe that there is wisdom from you know, the, the, the monks out there. I'm not saying discard everything, but I'm saying chase states, yes. not things. Superman. Okay, so, now the next question is, the next question is, ask yourself, what do I have, how do I have to grow to, how do I have to grow to be the man or woman to have these experiences? Mm -hmm. Okay, look, I want to be able to jump in that Mexican river mm -hmm. and swim. Well, I need to probably have enough money to travel to Mexico, mm -hmm. to stay in this hotel that we are at, mm -hmm. right? Where we can look out and see this river. Mm -hmm. I want to... Um, eventually be a father, cradle a baby in my arms, well, I need to grow myself as a, a man so I can get into a loving relationship, I can be a father, mm. I can um, be the best man I can, be mm. the best parent I can, mm. to give the best to that baby. Mm. So the second question is, how do I want to grow? Now, that question is super important. That question changes your an, an aspect of being where growth becomes a goal. Mm. Our world has trained us to see learning and growth as a requirement. Mm. 
mm. for the next thing, mm. for the GPA, for the SAT, mm. to pass high school. Mm. That's so dangerous. Mm. Growth should be a goal in itself. Mm. Growth should be a point of life. Mm. So if your first list, your mm. first question is, what experiences do I want in the world? The second question is, how do I want to grow? Mm. And you make that a list. Mm. Now you have two lists, experiences mm. and growth. And now you come before to the third you, question. Before you go to number three, is it right. okay? Because you're sparking my brain yeah. so much. I don't want to spoil your flow, but it's like my lights are sure, going sure. So, because, um, you know, I gave you the example about waking up in the morning with Shamali and, you know, and, and feeling this kind of awe and surprise. But, you know, once we actually, once we could envision that as a possibility that we would feel delight, like it, it, we had to do so much work right. to get there. You know, we, there were so many habits of not love that we had to face. To just have a simple right. thing, you know? Like, it, 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 this is exactly what you're saying, that sometimes in order to have a, a state that seems simple, you have to do so much unraveling of habits right. to come to a simple state, yeah. Right, and it's a process, right? But the yeah. process can be accelerated. Yeah. And, sure. and, not, and, and what I'm sharing right now, the three most important questions, is actually part of that process. Mm -hmm. Now, the third question that you ask yourself mm -hmm. is, okay, I now... I'm the man or woman who has these experiences. I'm the man or woman who has grown this much. Mm. How do I give back to the world? How do I right. contribute? Okay. Contribution is that third piece. Without contribution, yeah. we become selfish assholes. Boom. So, so true. And, yeah. and, and now if we go back to the, the core hypothesis that we are souls having a human experience, why are we here? Well, I believe souls are here to experience being human, mm. to experience being on planet Earth, Souls are here to grow. Mm. And third, souls are here to help other souls. Yeah. And so contribution becomes one of the guiding principles of your life. Yeah. So how would you contribute? Great. If you are... If you have the money, mm. if you have, uh, if you're a great teacher of something, is there some way you can offer your teachings uh, to the world? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean give it away for free. You can right. earn money for your contribution, but how are you making the world better? Right. Now, when you make contribution, when you put contribution in that third list, it saves you from the grand lie of, of, of the world today, where so many people get sucked into what I call humanity uh, minus jobs. Mm -hmm. Humanity minus jobs, are, well, well let, let's be honest, right? Let's look at big food companies. Let's look at Pepsi, Coca-Cola. They exist as a company to make us consume high fructose corn syrup mm -hmm. as happiness in a red can. Mm -hmm. We all know that's a lie. Mm -hmm. We know high fructose corn syrup is magnificently unhealthy for the human body. It has little bearing on happiness. In fact, all of that sugar actually reduces your cognitive functioning, your memory, and most likely your happiness. They try to hide the lie with concepts such as Coke Zero or diet soda, which today we know actually impacts your gut bacteria and science is saying is worse for you than the real thing. Mm. Yet, mm. hundreds of millions of people live in the world today with their sole purpose in life, what they get paid for, to help these products infuse through humanity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something is wrong there. Mm. And so when you ask yourself the contribution question, you've got to really ask yourself, am I really contrib contributing? Or have I fallen into this cognitive dissonance trap mm. where I'm working for a company that's actually doing nothing more than increasing short-term shareholder value, mm. but hurting humanity and the planet over the long term. You know, I've met entrepreneurs where it's not only that you're working for a company, 
I've met people who are running companies where right. there's that dissonance. You know, they've, they've kind of got lost in profit and, you know, growth for the sake of growth, sake right. of the company. And they've actually, they've, they've lost their own, you know, they have full right. choice of how to run the company and they lost sight of that. So and, and we have to be honest, there's nothing bad about these people. There's nothing yeah. wrong. Right. It is a cognitive dissonance track. Exactly. Right? You can yeah. never, in no way am I blaming people who work for big food companies. All I'm saying is that we owe it to ourselves to ask real questions, even if those questions sure. are hard. Is the product or service that I'm getting out, yeah. is it simply increasing short-term shareholder value? Yeah. And, and, and that's fine, but the question is, is it actually damaging? Is it built upon a lie? Yeah. And a lot of our food today, a lot of our products today are built on this lie that doesn't help humanity go forward. So if you look at our world today, we're kind of breaking the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's sustainable. If you look sure. at the impacts of climate change, if you look at rising obesity rates it's across no question, the world, yeah. if you look at the fact that even in America, there are some half a million people who don't have homes, yeah. and we can give them all homes yeah. for around $6 billion, but instead we want to build some bullshit wall. Right, right. So we gotta, we, we, when we make our life about contribution, we stop, we stop living this lie. Yeah. And, and that's really what this third question is about. How can we ensure that through our life, yeah. we're contributing to the betterment of our planet? Here's the thing, multiple generations down. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> we are so in tune. It's crazy. Yeah. You're going to laugh because we, we've been just developing very similar right. lines of thinking. Uh, there was something that really impressed me that you said that, 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 that is so rare to hear people say, and I love to hear it is you were talking yesterday that you have made decisions about the vision of your company and the way your company shows up, mm-hmm. which are aligned with values, whether or not it serves or hurts your bottom line. Right. So, you, so, And in fact, you found as a byproduct that it helped your bottom line. It but, does. But you've does. taken a stand to make, to, to, to let your company be a vehicle of integrity. So right. tell me a little bit more about how that So in a recent study, so, so firstly, this is... I, I'm a very purpose-driven person. Um, after you hit a certain amount of money, and science says this, after you hit seventy-five thousand a year mm. in income, more money isn't going to do much Makes for your difference. happiness. Right. Yeah, exactly. But you know what helps your happiness? Yeah. Experiences, growth, contribution. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I chase. Yeah. Contribution is that key thing. If I was yeah. simply running a, um, um, a company to get wealthier, but I knew I was hurting. The world. Yeah. I was polluting. Mm. Or I was marketing crap as food. Yeah. It, I wouldn't be able to, to, to live with myself. Yeah. Right. So, after hitting a certain amount of income, yeah. I decided I want to use my company for good. Nice. And and the world is starting to demand this. In a recent survey of American consumers, seventy five percent of Americans agreed that CEOs have to take on a more activist role. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing to see happening in society, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if you're running a company, um, if you run your own business, even if you're a business of one, I believe we need to stand for something. I believe all good businesses need to have a stand to better the world. And, and let's be honest, it cannot be a bullshit stand, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Coca-Cola, just because you run ads showing, uh, Coca-Cola was the first company to run ads showing a multicultural couple kissing, mm-hmm. uh, ads to show LGBT, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. but don't delude yourself. Yeah. Just because you run an ad like that, which again is great, but yeah. your product is fundamentally flawed and dangerous and poisonous, yeah. that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need yeah. to be honest with the questions we're asking ourselves. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And you're doing a really, I mean, I've just seen your, your new platform and some of the programs you're offering. I mean, you are definitely, not only do I see that you're really looking for the pivotal changes that count, you're doing it skillfully. You're right. meeting people where they are and guiding them skillfully in a direction of the, that's going to produce the greatest well-being. But I also noticed that you're paying attention to something which has been ignored a lot in the online world is completion rates. Exactly. So you're not just selling somebody, you know, and the, the tr- transaction's completed. You're making sure they actually get value. Exactly. Yeah. Value, value, value. Right. Yeah. So let's take an example. We have a mutual friend, Eric Edmeets. I did Wildfit by Eric, yeah. Transform My Health. Right. And I decided to bring Wildfit to Mind Valley. Mm-hmm. And when we brought Wildfit into Mind Valley, Wildfit was run on a WordPress blog. Yeah. Very choppy, very hard to use, especially if you're on a mobile phone. First thing we did, we built a technology mm. and an app so that it was seamless. And that was the start of Mind Valley Quest, mm. right? Now, we could have continued selling it in the WordPress blog, but we needed it to be an, an incredible experience for the customer. Yeah. First thing we did was we built an app. Yeah. Within six months, we decided at our own expense to go and reshoot all the videos yeah. to make them even higher yeah, quality. Yeah, told me about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. The third thing we did is we innovated on the program by bringing in new models so that people would have a better experience. And we continued innovating and innovating and innovating. And the fourth thing we just did is we dropped the price. Yeah. Increased quality, dropping the price. Yeah. Now, why? Because this way we get to serve more people. Yeah. Now, um, I've got to tell you a funny thing. Can we just jump in? We, we dropped the price by 40%. I went for, this morning, I was running mm-hmm. with Eric right. on the beach, eight o'clock this morning. We're running, a couple stops us, and they go, Wait, aren't you Eric Edmeads? <laughs> right. Yeah. He said, they said something like, we're on day, I forget what it was, like day oh, something through Mindbag. That's amazing. Randomly yeah. on the beach, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going for. We yeah. want to change people's health globally. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to do it by creating the best quality programs yeah. at the most affordable price we can yeah. um, that we can break even at or, or, yeah. or make a small profit so that we can put back into innovation. And that's how... Yeah. I believe businesses should run. So this has been awesome. I wish we had longer, and we will have longer in the future. We'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll follow this up with, with a Zoom call. I want to just give people a few takeaways, okay? Because you've obviously done an incredible amount of, of engineering on yourself. Mm-hmm. Just what are the top three practices? Very short and simple. What are the top three practices that made the most difference to you? So, so it's, I'm, I'm super clear on this one. Yeah. The first thing is you have to have a meditation practice. Great. I love okay? it. Okay. You know, Tim Ferriss in his book, Titans, mm-hmm. right? He analyzed what all of these experts that he interviewed said. The one thing they all had in common was a meditation practice. I love it. And if you read Daniel Goldman's new book, Altered Traits, the amount of scientific research on the benefits of meditation is now going through an exponential lift. It is insane. 15,000 studies, I believe. I'm with you. It's my number one, too. Meditation is number one. What's number two? Number two is healthy eating. That's why Wildfit is so important. Excellent. The latest research in Vox, the online magazine, did an incredible story on this, shows that 80 to 90%, Vox says 90%, Dr. Mark Hyman says 80% of our body shape is based on what we eat. Right. But today we know it's not just our body shape, it's our cognitive functioning. It's even our spiritual states. Yeah. Based on what we eat, yeah. right, we impact our spiritual abilities. This is why the ancient Hindus had certain diets. Right. They came up with Ayurveda and, and concepts like that. Now, the third thing is movement and exercise. Right. And movement and exercise is so important. Um, and so by incorporating these three things in your life, yeah. meditation first, eating second, exercise so third. So for you, what is, I'm just curious, like the granular level, what, is, what form of movement or exercise is it for you? So, so the, the first one you should do, so if it's when it comes to healthy eating, 
I do not like diets. Wild Fit to me is it. Right. I bet everything on Wild Fit, right? right? right. Because it's, be, it's a behavioral change methodology. When it comes to movement and exercise, the most powerful I've seen is super slow strength training. Yeah. Super slow strength training has the highest, so it, it You're using increases. kettlebells, aren't you? No. Oh. It's, it's done with uh, five different machines, mm-hmm. uh, which are available in any gym. Um, huge impact on your musculature, mm-hmm. which in turn has an incredible impact on your lifespan. Yeah. You know the number one cause of accidental death for Americans 70 and above? Falling down. Yeah. It's yeah. because of uh, sarcopenia, because of muscles gradually fading away. Yeah. Super slow strength training only takes 30 minutes a week, mm-hmm. but it increases wow. your muscular strength dramatically, Crazy. prevents sarcopenia, prevents accidental death uh, from, from falling down in a big Where way, can people find improves your bones and slows down your aging. Where can people find those five machines? Um, so the five machines are typically in any gym. If you're a member of Mind Valley Mentoring, yeah. um, there's a 90 minute video that's part of it called 10X. So Mind Valley developed a, pro- a protocol called 10X. Mm-hmm. But we developed it, but, but another thing you can do uh, is read the book Body by Science by Doug McGuff. Body? Body by Science. Body by Science by Doug McGuff, the book, now, 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 the book is a little bit harder because it's text, right? And sometimes you've got to see the movements. Mind Valley Mentoring, uh, mindvalley.com forward slash mentoring is where you can access the trainings. Cool. Um, but that is the number one exercise. Great. We got to go. Unfortunately, we could talk for hours. Thank you so much. Thanks, I really, Adrian. I love what you're doing for the world. Thank you for your contribution. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's, it's huge. You're affecting a lot of people in really excellent ways and... Yeah, I thoroughly endorse everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was pretty great, I thought. Really, um, almost everything that Vishen was saying, you will find somewhere in the pages of Radical Brilliance. There was a, really a wonderful, mm, wonderful meeting of shared values. Now, at the end of every podcast, I suggest something to do so that you can shift your disposition from being a consumer to a contributor. In other words, not just listening to a podcast to absorb, to be inspired, but you can transform it into something that is actually going to change the way you live your life. So today I'm going to invite you to do a little writing. And you could do this in a journal if you like, or if you prefer, you could go to RadicalBrilliance.com, go to the podcast tab, go find this podcast with Vision, and you can type your answers to these questions right into the comments area there. The benefit is that I will see it too. You could also go to facebook.com forward slash radical brilliance. You can look for the, the tab for this podcast, which you just scroll down a little bit and you could type your answers in there as well. Either way, I will see them and respond to you. So Vishen suggested three questions you can ask yourself. And I would like to invite you while this is fresh in your mind to go ahead and write your answers to these questions now. The first question is, what experience or experiences do you want to be having? right? What experience or experiences do you want to be having? For example, I want to experience peace. I want to experience fulfillment. I want to experience a lot of energy. I want to experience intimacy and love. Those would be examples. The second question he asked was, how do you need to grow or transform in order to have such an experience or such experiences? 
what changes do you need to go through? What kind of growth do you need to go through in order to be able to have the experiences that you want to have? That was his second question. And the third question is, now that you've got those experiences or states that you were seeking for, and now that you've grown in enough to be able to sustain those experiences and those states, what do you have to contribute? What is your essential contribution to something beyond yourself? Three beautiful questions. I would love to invite you to write your answers to those questions. Radicalbrilliance.com forward slash podcast. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash radicalbrilliance. Scroll down till you find the, um, the, the announcement of this particular podcast. You can type your answers there. Either way, I'll be fascinated to see what answers you have. Our next meeting is going to be with Claire Dubois, the founder of Tree Sisters, and really a powerful, an on-fire example of what it means to live a radically brilliant life. See you then.